0: Right, welcome to Retail Religion. As I said in my post this morning, Retail Religion is a radio show that should have been launching on on radio now on the first week of May. It didn't launch because of COVID, but I'm excited to be able to start this series of podcasts. My first guest, I've just accepted his request, is Pastor ID. We all call him Pastor ID. Um, He is... Great to see you, sir, as a pastor of City of David. I'm incredibly honored to have you on the very first um, in this series of conversations about the future of faith. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. Right.
0: Yes. Um, I'm going to just jump right in um, into the conversation, sir. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that has always fascinated me about um the church as and especially the pentecostal movement as an institution in nigeria has been its ability to quickly innovate quickly adapt and quickly adopt um things like online services social distance worship on sundays um all of those kinds of things has been it's almost as if a step wasn't lost and even the adoption of instagram conversations such as these some of the most prominent users of these technologies in the past one month have been church leaders especially pentecostal leaders Um, this was just a question that came to me as you logged on as i was having conversations with your team what do you think there is about the dna of that set of that institution that makes it easy for you to quickly adopt and adapt um, to whatever happens within the Nigerian context?
1: Well, I believe that um, the simple answer is that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit can see into the future. Mm. Uh, um, He's a person. He speaks to you. He can even tell you of things to come. And um, he prepares the hearts of the people Mm. as to um, what is coming. Um, Mm. God is not only Alpha, He's Omega. Mm. He's the beginning and He's the ending. Mm. Um, So I believe that by virtue of us having the Holy Spirit, Mm. um, you know, we can really have a peep into the future. Uh, Centuries before Christ was born, Mm -hmm. His coming, His birth was heralded, you know? Uh, if you read Isaiah, you know, they've been talking about his path for, for centuries. So um, we have what you call like the third eye. You know, God can tell you the future. So he prepares us. And, um, you know, true wisdom comes from God. Indeed, one of the names of Jesus Christ is wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. And wisdom is the principal thing. So um, if you pray for wisdom, he grants you wisdom. And he gives you an edge ahead of of the pack. So I believe it's just down to the Holy Spirit. And apart from the Holy Spirit, um, many people, many Christians now are enlightened. You know, we have a lot of um, uh, uh, pastors that are lettered, you know, they're not illiterates and things like that. So so they understand the signs of the times uh, and they move with it. So I think that's right. why we, we tend to just adapt quickly. Right,
0: right. Fantastic. You 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 pastor one of the more prominent congregations in Lagos. How has this particularly affected your church and your congregation? Well,
1: I think that um as far the physical gathering does mm-hmm. affected every church. Uh, because the Bible says we should obey the law of the land. And um, so we observe all the protocols, but as Par the spiritual um, teachings and all that, uh, many of our churches have been online, even before the, the, the pandemic, many of them have been online. And um, really um, church is not about the physical structure. The Bible says that we are the church. So there are many churches in various homes now. Indeed, there's an explosion of churches in various homes. And um, we, in as much as we were doing church within four walls, we had online services even at the same time. Most churches have various handles. And um, really, we emphasize not so much the physical, but the spiritual um church is about having a spiritual relationship with god first and with your neighbor Mm -hmm. and what we are targeting is your heart true change can only come from the heart so the heart is like the server you know the server uh is the is the brain like a brain box so if i can get hold of your heart then it can affect the way you think the way you 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 act you know everything comes from there. So if I can still communicate with you spiritually, you know, uh, and 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 through the tenets of the faith transform your life, then you will see that true change will come. Um. So that is what we are really, really uh, after. So the physical not being together, even though it has affected us to some extent, um. But you know we've been able to still reach out, uh, because of what 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 uh. Our, our, our faith talks about. Um,
0: yeah, I think that, that's pretty much it. Yes. And, and then and then to move beyond that into the congregation, there are people who believe that when you are a person of faith, when you're a Christian, that this seems to be in contradiction to the promise of peace and overcoming that is supposed to be part of the victorious Christian life. You know, are, I've seen, I've I've, I've heard things like that being said. And that, you know, and some people have have become sort of confused. How can God be in charge of the world? And a a crisis like this take over that the faithful were unprepared for. What is your response to that? And how exactly have you answered such questions to your own congregants?
1: Um, You know, a true Christian um, would know what christ says in scriptures jesus has already told us that perilous times will come i mean you can't um, like you have light and darkness you know there are two sides to everything he has warned us that perilous times will come troubles and challenges will come indeed in his own life too he had troubles he had challenges mm-hmm. they talked about him as a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, you know? So we should really be prepared for it. Um, But our own hallmark has been what we believe is the comprehensive insurance policy for Christians and those that want to be Christians. That's Psalm 91. Um, The premium has been paid by the blood of Jesus once and for all. It's not like uh, the normal insurance policy. Uh, is an all-risk insurance policy. You sign up to it, and then you come under that, that cover. Uh, so that, that's kind of protection for us. And even if you get hurt, it says that all the captives will be set free. Now, um, one other very, very important thing that I need to let you know is that even when trials come, the Bible says that there is always a way of escape. First Corinthians chapter 10 and 13. There is always a way of escape. And there's another very important scripture in 1 Peter 5.10. 1 Peter 5.10. It says, you can only suffer a while. After your suffering, then God will settle you. He will establish you. You know things will to be better. So this is a passing phase. And if you look at history, all throughout history, Christians have been persecuted. Uh, The Jews, you know, died. They've thrown all kinds of Christians to, to, um, to be martyrs and things like that. So, but at the end of it all, we know that for those that are standing in the faith, he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you to the ends of time. So we know that we will laugh last. This situation is not going to take us out. It's going to make us stronger. The darker the light, the brighter the uh, the darker the, 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 the horizon is, the brighter the light shines. And the Bible also tells us in Isaiah 60, verse 2, it says, Even if there is darkness and broad darkness in all the earth, that is the time that the glory of God will rise upon his own children. They will see the light. So we believe that it's a passing phase, and the grace to stand firm, God will grant to us in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, I was going to ask about, about um, I know that, I mean, the RCCC as a whole has a robust um, 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 caring tradition. I know that City of Davis particularly has involved, been involved in multiple social initiatives over the past few years. Are there any specific things that you're doing at this time beyond just meeting spiritual needs to engage in um, comfort, um, meeting needs, uh, solving problems for the larger society at this time?
1: Yes. Um, You see, RCCG is well placed. We are in 197 nations of the world. And in Nigeria alone, we have 50,000 parishes, which are like, there are light centers all over. Now, even before the pandemic, every church was feeding people within and outside every Sunday. And in Lagos alone, we have 23 daily feeding centers. And all throughout this period a lot of churches in all our centers were giving palliatives not only to members but to general public we supported the isolation centers indeed we had before now donated um, ICU centers to various state governments and some of them were given ventilators like open state was giving ventilators we gave gloves and masks and food and various other items you know uh to Lagos state government to people so really we are very very in the forefront of um csr and and we've been doing this even before these problems Um, for example i mean we operate through uh his love foundation uh, which is the foundation for the Redeemed Christian Church of God, apart from the churches that are doing what they're doing, uh, and um, go anywhere, you will see the footprints of, of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Um, for example, uh, when it comes to meals, meals that we have served to date is about 69 million meals all over, and um, we have given uh, in our feeding centers daily feeding centers almost hundred thousand plates of food we have intervened in the area of health care we have cancer screening centers we have dialysis uh, uh centers kidney dialysis centers we have hospitals many of them are free you know we play uh in the area of um, health care drug we have a lot of drug rehabilitation centers um um, we have a lot of like our, our schools. We have a lot of free education schools, quite a lot, and we are giving free online teaching services to, to, to many of them. Before now, we have been doing all of this. For Lagos State, we, we, we built, uh, we kitted almost uh, 400 libraries, you know, in, in Lagos State. So these are for And it's because of what the Bible says in Michael 25. Matthew 25 says that when we get to heaven on Judgment Day, that every one of us will stand. And the question that they are going to ask us is CSR questions. I was hungry, did you feed me? I was in prison, did you uh, visit me? I was a stranger, did you bring me in? I was sick, what did you do about it? So for us, it's a matter of life and death. You want to make it to heaven, you have to do CSR. In and out of season, so pandemic or no pandemic, that has been our forte. We don't just
0: preach; we do the works. I love that. That's a that's a bumper sticker, you know. And uh, when we get to heaven, the questions that will be asked will be CSR questions. I think that's a powerful yes. quote. I think that it's was a in powerful the Bible. Quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to also ask. Um, so people say that, you know, I mean, in in, in say because Nigerians talk about America a lot. Say in America, one of the largest networks in terms of physical national, nationwide coordination will be post offices. Yeah. In Nigeria, some of the people that have the largest reaches, the institution that has the largest community reaches. Even sometimes beyond police stations, beyond telecoms organizations, I always joke, you can go to the ends of certain communities in Africa, in Nigeria, and you will not see... Uh, a, a supermarket to maybe buy you know Coke or Fanta or Pepsi, but you will see a church, yeah. And so churches have the advantage of a massive national network. Is there beyond spiritual needs beyond you know these important things you have mentioned? Is there a sense that the church should be using that network to kind of help support the 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 healthcare interventions that the government, the private sector, and organisations like the WHO are, are creating across the country—is there a role that that wide network can play at this time? Yes, I, I believe that the church
1: should be in the forefront. We're supposed to lead by example, and that is why um, we have an advantage and most churches also have advantages, but especially in the Redeemed centre of God, like I said, we are in 197 nations. Even Nigeria doesn't have embassies in 197 nations. And we have 50,000 parishes, which serve as centers. And we have policy. So there are some things a church must do. Indeed, in our vision statement, we said that you must have a church at every five minutes uh, distance. So we are well positioned for such a time as this. And as I said, in the healthcare space, we have maternities, we have hospitals, we do free dialysis, we do, in partnership with some uh, hospitals in India, uh, free uh, kidney transplants. You know, uh, we donated uh, intensive care units to LASUF, If you get to Lassooth now, we donated the intensive care units there. The Healing Stripes Hospital has 10 kidney dialysis machines. We have something called aphresis. Um, It's almost like changing blood. S.S. If you are in a crisis, you go there, they pass you through a machine. It changes the blood, and you're okay for the next uh, three, four, five months. Uh, We have an ICU Mm. in Joss. We have one in you know, the states. So when this pandemic came, they were looking for ICUs. We had gone ahead, these things were available for the the uh, the, the, uh, the state government and everybody. So we lead by example. And if you go to every, within center of we are distributed into regions. Every region, like I'm a regional pastor, under the region you have provinces. Under the provinces you have area. Then you have zones. Then you have the parishes. So the policies cascade down from the head, from the headquarters. They tell us this is how to do church. And church is about people. You need to reach out to people. Jesus Christ was reaching out. He didn't sit in a hall. He was going about doing good, feeding people and all that. And we just copy that. And so really, I believe that these are the best times for us to express the love of God. And we have a hashtag that we use, love in action. There's no point me telling you I love you, I love you, and I'm not doing anything. So we have a lot of things that we're doing to show that we truly, truly care and we love. Right.
0: Fantastic. And um, just to leading to that debate, do you think that, there are some people who have said that the churches should open up their physical spaces yeah, for, for, for healthcare organizations and for governments. Do you, do you think that is a valid request? You know, especially since these physical build, buildings are not in use at this time. Do you? Because you I mean, you are not just a pastor of a church. You are a regional, you know, a pastor. So you supervise a slew of hundreds of churches and so you interact with those pastors you have a helicopter view of how church administration is done at the highest levels based on that insight do you see that as a practical request and how would that work exactly if it were a practical request yes you see the
1: church has always been um ready to support governments. And we've been supporting government, we've been a supportive government. If you go to Krikiri, we've done a lot of work there. All the streetlights that are in front of Krikiri, 40 solar streetlights, we supplied it. Computer center, everything that, you know, is quite innovative there. We're there and we're there in various places. Now, abroad and here, we read of Mm -hmm. hotels, turning their facilities as isolation centers. And really, if requests are made, I'm sure that the churches will open up. If they need space, we for once, we can open up. Apart from the fact that we have a physical church, we have the incubator, which is an event center, and many many of them have event centers, air-conditioned and all that, and in our own event center, we don't serve alcohol, cohort, you know, because we believe that you need to change the culture of people. You can stay up fun without a call and all that. So we can open up our event center, you know, for isolation centers. We do not find at a time that our hospitals can be used as isolation centers. So if the request is made, we are not there physically, we will open it up. That's what church is all about.
0: People who think that the way that um, the way we are worshiping now at home, without needing to go to a physical church, um, without needing to you know pass the offering basket, all of those rituals that all those um, um, activities that we are used to, you know, I mean, I grew up in the church. My mother is a pastor. People who think that because of COVID, the way that we go to church after this is fundamentally changed forever. That I cannot remember. I mean, I am a younger person, but even older people who have been, when well, their 50s or 60s, you know, can't remember any time like this when we couldn't physically go to the church. And the people who say, this will fundamentally change how people attend church forever. And after this, people may think, look, there is no need to go to a physical church. People may think, well, Pastor Aiji said, reminded us that the church is not about the building. We are the church. Do you see, for instance, church attendance, fiscal engagement with the church, you know, all of those things that we are used to? Yeah, that's a very, very
1: good question. Um, But like I told you, this is just a passing phase. And before the pandemic, we have been doing online churches. Indeed, in our congregation at the City of David, we have more people watching our services online before the pandemic than the physical people. There were times that we had 20,000 people watching our services, our Thanksgiving services because they miracle service. So people who like online service, they are going to be there. But see, people need to realize that this is not the first pandemic. There have been various pandemics, the Duboni plague. There have been Indeed, the Spanish pandemic 50 million people died. That's before our own generation. But here we are, the church of God is still there. The church is still full. And Christ is coming for the church. Indeed, if you go to Jerusalem, there is a gate in in, in Jerusalem, in the temple, that they believe, and it has been written, that Christ is going to walk through that gate into... Uh, you know, uh, where we go, where the Temple Mount is, you know? So, I mean, this can only be a passing trace. And if you look at all the pandemics, they were wearing masks. I mean, can you imagine 50 million people died? Some 25 million, you know, Mm -hmm. some 10 million, all kinds of flus and things, and we're still standing. So I believe that, indeed, this will improve us. Because number one, the lockdown, the families are bonding, the children that don't see their parents, they are seeing their parents. Marriages are being built. You know, God works in mysterious ways; His wonders to perform. So we are seeing good out of this situation, and a lot of churches that were not doing online before they are forced to do it. If this did not happen, they will still be analog. And you see, if you look at the Bible, when Jesus told the disciples to go into the world to preach. They did not move until Stephen was stoned was, uh, was to death. Then all of them scattered to the whole world. Mm. So this pandemic can be a catalyst to make churches that are not moving with the times. You know, the principle is the same, but the methods of communication change over the years. And you see that many of us now, uh, having handles uh, before, a pastor might not understand <laughs> what you mean by handles. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we know we what, have you on Instagram live now, now, sir. Uh-huh. Instagram, uh, yes, Twitter, all those. forced to always. you'll be cut off. Mm-hmm. So, in mm-hmm. a way, it has its good sides. And wow. we are praying that, you know, God will take away this pandemic yes, as, uh, as he has done before. I'm um, like, in our services, on Tuesdays, we've been preaching on Psalm 91. And we have written eight books from Psalm 91. You can't imagine what's going on, uh, you know, on Tuesdays. And it's an interactive service. Last Tuesdays, we we, we, we answered uh, about 571 people answered questions on Instagram, on YouTube, and all that. It is very interactive. So um, before our uh, interaction, people would, you know, phone in and all that, but it's much more now. We are on Instagram, you know, live. We were not doing that before, but when your invitation came, and you had to step up.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually amazed. Pastor totally Eddie agreed to do it. said yes. I'm, I'm like, no, amazed I'm myself. A small miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, sir. So, um, I was going to follow up on that and ask a uh, uh, um, I was just watching um, today, I just stumbled upon I didn't know that later uh, Bishop, later Bishop, Idaosa, um, his messages have now been repurposed online on YouTube. Yeah, I just realized that they've been taking old messages that apply to a time like this, and they've been putting it mm-hmm. on YouTube, even if there yeah. is no video re-edited. And I thought to myself, and there's a point you made, which is essentially that the church, at least in Nigeria, has been mm-hmm. one of the most resilient institutions, which is, I mean, the church globally has been resilient. Many people have spoken of the death of the church. The Enlightenment was going to kill the church. This was going to kill the church. This, and as you mentioned, through it all, the church survives and will become stronger. In Nigeria, the same thing has happened. You know, and the church continues to adapt and adopt, as I said at the beginning. Um, so, I, you're, essentially, you are confident that even if the stay-at-home order lasts another couple of months, the message that the church has to share with the world will continue to be shared. It will not affect the capacity of the church to continue to shape culture and to influence society.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, at least I can speak for myself, I can speak for a general, I can speak for some messages that I've heard. Um, For example, there was a message um, that I shared. You know, you need to share messages of hope. You know, and like I shared one lockdown for miracles, that this lockdown, don't look at it in a bad way, in a bad light. Indeed, Jesus says that when you want to pray, enter your closet, shut the door, and he that hears you in the closet will reward you openly. (laughs) That was the story of the woman, the, the widow of the sons of the prophet that had just oil, one bottle of oil. She said, this is nothing. The prophet said, Borrow various uh, bottles, you and your children. When you enter your house, shut the door Mm -hmm. and pour. So that was a miracle behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Because by the time she finished, she was able to pay her debt and live on it Mm -hmm. for the rest of her life. It came from a lockdown. The children of Israel on the night of Passover, they were locked in. The angel Mm. of death came around, killed everybody, but because they were staying at home, as the government is saying, stay at home, stay indoors. Mm. So if you obey those protocols, Mm. you will be safe. Mm. So there are miracles. But if you disobey, like some people are disobeying, you will either be arrested or, you know, they take your car, demolish your... So there is a miracle. There is another... side. You need to preach relevant messages in accordance with the time during easter we have easter messages christmas we have christmas messages so if you stop being relevant then mm-hmm. then then you become a relic mm-hmm. so i believe that mm-hmm. we, will, we will we will be relevant all throughout of, right. of of this season it's just a season it's a passage right. it's
0: yeah. just a season to pass by yeah um we have about 10 minutes more so if people have any questions i will take Two questions while I'm still talking to Pastor ID. I will look through and see yeah. what questions to choose. Um, but I love that about, you know, it, it is a season. It is a season. It is a season. Um, I was talking to a pastor two weeks ago and he said the message of the church is hope, peace, and love. Hope, no, hope, faith, and love. Hope, faith, and love. Like the Apostle Paul wrote, you know, in the New Testament, which is essentially the message is how do people keep having hope? How do people keep having, keep expressing love? And how to keep people keep having faith that they will overcome. Um, there are people who say, I want to ask a, 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 nutty, a slightly naughty question, but uh, there are people who say, look, and this is something you've talked about a lot of the interventions the church has engaged in um, over the years, and the church and the church is an elaborate social investment network for Nigeria essentially. But there are people who say, what? And this is an age-old question. And I know you've, you, you've heard this question before. I'm sure you've answered it before. But if a, a nation like ours, where there are 15,000 RCCG churches, there are, you know, the church is, is a key mover in the culture. Why do we, people have said, why do we still have so much poverty? Why do, why hasn't that so much, union, so much poverty? Why is, that, why, there, why is the country still in the shape that it is? even though there are so many churches, there's, there's so much intervention by the church, and there are so many Christians who are in exalted position. People have said, why has this not translated to the city on the hill, to a nation where we don't have so many poor people to feed in the first place? How would you answer that question? Well, um,
1: you know, there's a difference between church and the state. Um, We're not like the Vatican, that the church is the state. We have to obey the laws and the policy of the land. So what we can do is to augment or to assist the government in various sectors. So when it comes to poverty, For example, I've told you that we have served almost 70 million meals.
0: That's a lot
1: of numbers. We have daily feeding centers and every day for the past two years, Mm -hmm. each center will feed a thousand people every day. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. all we need to do is that all the churches, if all the churches are doing the same thing, you will see that the story would change. Mm-hmm. So what we can do is just to lead by example for people to follow. Mm-hmm. We believe that we are pace setters. We believe that we are leaders. Mm-hmm. We are trailblazers. So if anybody is doing something good, there is no copyright about it. Just copy it right. Do <laughs> So if, if if all the churches, and I know many churches are doing good works, good works. You know, the Bible tells us that when we die, the only thing that follows us is our works, our good works. So if people know that all the other things, the houses, the cars, the money, you're going to leave it behind, but every good work, and good work is all this, you know, taking care of your neighbor and all that. If that is what is following you to heaven, then you got to do it. Mm. When we get to heaven, there are two books, the book of life and the book of works. Mm. So individually, it must do good works. Mm. Government must do good works. Churches must do good works because that mm. is what matters. Mm. So all we need to do is to set the templates. The government will set their own template. For example, the government is giving people 5,000 5, Naira as yes. palettes. Mm. They are doing some feeding also. We have been doing, doing feeding before that policy came to, to pass. And I thank God that our vice president is a member of the Redeemed Church of God who in his own church has been doing feeding before he became uh, vice president. Mm-hmm. He had free education, free school before mm-hmm. he became vice president. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy for us to just, you know, flow. So really, we can not do everything. You can do everything. All we need to do is to influence thoughts Mm-hmm. influence policy mm-hmm. and I just hope that you know, everybody would, would, would fall into line. Alda mm-hmm. wrote a, 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 an account, a, a, what do you call it? A, the report. He wrote um, a report on yes. churches. The churches and you can see the churches that are doing CSR that mm-hmm. are making impact and all that. So yeah. other churches should pick that up. You can see mm-hmm. the Church of God there. Catholic Church is there. You know, I mean, you know, even the missionaries when they came to Nigeria, every one of them they had a school, they had, uh, they had their church, they had uh, a maternity center or a hospital. Mm-hmm. It's a model that every church should still maintain. That yes. is the only way you can penetrate to the grassroots. Yes. So I believe that uh, we have the right track if all of us join hands together, um, Nigeria will be a better place.
0: All right, so we're wrapping up now. Thanks for wrapping yeah. up now. I want to talk about the report, the state of the church report that uh, Pastor It just spoke about. Actually, was a contributor to that report. So if you go, I wrote an article about church philanthropy. So if you go to my website me, you can. For those who are watching, you can download a copy of that report as Pastor It said and look at. The work that prominent churches like the RCCG have been doing in this respect. Now, as people to ask questions, instead they've been they've been they've been they've been hailing Pastor ID. Ask a question. Ask a question. I'll take one more question. But before I go, sir, I mean, I've been to City of David. City of David is one of my favorite churches. Um, Joshuaville is one of my home churches. So you know, this is family. You know. Um. Um. And I know that a lot of professionals, senior business leaders, you know, CEOs, builders of small businesses, SMEs, I see Kola, Kola Day on this chart. I know that there are a lot of these people who, who a lot of, what do say in Nigeria, captains of industry who are in these churches. And many of them are worried about the long-term economic impact of COVID. And I remember there was a series in City of David, I think two years or one year ago, about fear and how we deal with fear. And I know that there was was a viral video that came out of that. Um, What is the message to people like that, both young and old, who are leaders, who, I know you said that, you know, this is a season, it will pass. But speaking directly to that group of people who are responsible for policy and organizations across the nation, and are crippled by the fear of what will happen, what would be your specific message to that subset of people?
1: Well, um, I believe last week, Saturday, we had a webinar that we called um, Post-COVID Challenges and Opportunities, where we addressed all those issues. We talked about the businesses that will be affected, the businesses that can thrive, uh, what people need to do. And all we are trying to do is trying to influence thoughts. Remember, we are after the heart. The heart is the server. Mm. Everything we do, as a man thinks so easy. He. Okay. he says that the heart is so important, out of it comes the issues of life. Everything mm. that we do proceeds from the heart. Out mm. of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. You understand? People that are into adultery, fornication, murder, they think about it first. So if you can grab people's hearts, it would influence their thought. So all those captains of industries, we bring them together. And this, this, this um, um, webinar is going to be every two weeks. We take Fantastic. various sectors of the economy so that we can speak to government. You know, these are the people who you say are the movers and shakers. And they would look at it through the uh, poor view, the light of, of, of Christianity how, you know, allies can be better, how some policies of government can be affected. I'm sure that you will agree with me that mm-hmm. the fact that the vice president is a Christian mm-hmm. has positively also influenced some of the policies of these our nation, you know? Uh, and I believe that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. So every Christian is a lighthouse. So let your light shine in your little corner, and as your light shines like a candle, you can use one candle to light a lot of other candles. So we have the responsibility to change this nation. We are the change agents that that God and the people are waiting for, and my prayer is that uh, God will use you, he will use me uh, to influence thought and policy uh, positively in our nation and beyond in Jesus' fantastic.
0: name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That was, this has been thank fantastic. You guys, I see a lot of the questions now that we are ending. Unfortunately, we will not be able to answer them, but I thank you, Pastor ID. So those of you who have seen me on my best behavior today, because Pastor ID is my mentor, so you know, if <laughs> I have to be on my best behavior today, um, but I thank you, sir, for doing this. Thank you for joining us on Instagram. You know, thank you. We welcome you to the Instagram live. Um, and I'll be putting this this uh, video on my handle so people can come and watch it over the next 24 hours. Thank you, Pastor Aiti. Have a fantastic week.
1: Thank you so much.
0: God and bless thank you. you.